Hello and welcome to BizNation, your home for micro and small business help. Join us as we unpack all the pain points in starting or running your small business. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, Micro and Small Business Support Group. Your host, Kerry Zarb, brings you discussions, interviews and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. So sit back and enjoy as we launch into today's episode. Welcome listeners and thanks for joining the Biz Nation podcast. If this is your first time listening, I'm so glad you've found us and happy to have you here. For our regular listeners, a huge welcome back to you and I hope you're enjoying this podcast series. Now I must confess this episode was recorded via an online meeting platform as all of our podcasts are, but on this occasion we do have a few minor audio glitches and I apologise for that happening. As we all know, technology is awesome when it works well. In today's episode, I'm excited to have John Arrigo from MicroKeeper. For those that don't know, MicroKeeper is a top-ranking, all-in-one payroll, timesheet, rosters and staff onboarding system that every growing business will love. Founded in the coastal country city of Geelong, Victoria, John is the co-founder of MicroKeeper and he has been in the business for over eight years with his business partner, Joel. John at home has a lovely wife and young son and he enjoys going out for a morning ride to clear his mind before he starts his day. A massive welcome to the show, John. Thanks so much for having us, Kerry. It's a pleasure to be here and um, yeah, excited to uh, get into the podcast for sure. Fantastic. So, John, can you tell me where did MicroKeeper begin and how, how did it, it begin? Yeah, um, for sure. It, that's, it's actually a really good story. So um, my business partner and myself um, went to university get together. Um, both, I, I suppose, uh, massive nerds. We're both engineers. We're both problem solvers um, and so forth. So Joel and I met at uni. Um, he was studying um, mechatronic engineering and IT, and I was studying mechanical engineering. Um, so fast forward a couple of years uh, through uni and we both sort of got placement. He went into a, a, a business and I went into a business. And I remember um, having a chat to Joel um, and saying to him, you know, we've got these at the business that I'm at, we've got these massive issues. It's so manual. Like the guys come in, they literally go over to a book write some times in this book. Then our office admin lady, she comes out, she gets the book, she collates all the data manually, puts it into like an Excel. And, and I didn't even know where it all went, whether it went to like a myob. I didn't even know what myob was probably. And um, yeah, and so it was, it was such a manual thing. And I remember saying to the owner of the business at the time, I said to him, you know, Joe, what, you know, there's gotta be something better than this. And he said to me, he said, oh yeah, mate, look, there, there, there is, Next time we're out at this um, at this place, one of our contractors, I'll show you what's what sort of the ants pants. And I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. So we're at this place, and he showed me one of those chomp card machines where you get your card and you chomp it in. And and I said to him, that's just glorified what we're doing. We write it down, they put it into a machine. It, you know, it's a, well, there should be something that automates everything. And he said to me, I remember he turned around and he said to me, if you've got a better idea, feel free because we're all waiting. And I said to him, I think that was kind of a little bit of a light bulb moment. And I remember talking to Joel and saying, Joel, hey, mate, 
have you got these same problems? And he sort of concurred. And we um, went out and built this little piece of software. It was definitely not cloud-based. It was literally on like a, a CD back then. And um, we were using it for both the businesses that we, we both were at. And um, what we found was as time was progressing, and it was just a, a very little uh, or very simple little applet idea that you could sign in and off, and then it would collate your hours and, and sort of collate the, the monies at the end of it for the, for the office. Um, what happened after that was other people, other businesses that had come in to both of our um, specific places of work were saying, where, where, can, can, where'd you get that? Can we grab a copy? And so Joel and I were just handing out CDs of this, this little piece of software that we built. Uh, um, and I suppose then after that, we probably properly had our proper light bulb moment and said, hey, maybe this is something that um, we could actually turn into something. Um, and so we then both decided, um, with Joel being the lead on it, was uh, let's do this totally cloud. Um, and jo Joel was very adamant that that's the way we we're going to do it. So uh, we went into full development of that while working at the same time and just doing it after hours um, and then sort of launched a couple of years later with a product and a handful of clients that were using our old system um, and yeah that, that's sort of how it all started uh, back you know probably that would have been yeah 12 years ago while Joel and I was still at uni. Oh wow fantastic great story excellent. Yeah. I love those light bulb moments. They're just just fantastic to hear about. And I think many business owners have, have had a light bulb moment and that's how they've, you know, come up with their product. But yours is awesome. Like that's that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Cool. So what kind of business can use MicroKeeper? Yeah, good question. Like, you know, I suppose the generic answer is anyone who does payroll can use MicroKeeper, rostering, time and attendance, you know. Um, but I, I suppose if we look at it from a point of view of sort of rewording the question slightly and saying, you know, what best um, suits, you know, a MicroKeeper type platform, what, who's going to get the most out of a system like ours? And what I would say to that is it's businesses that have erratic hours that, work off timesheets, have complex awards, um, have staff maybe that work in different environments, different locations, things like that, where, where you're really trying to, um, you've got a lot of pieces to your puzzle, if you like, and um, you, you're really trying to get that all together in one, one simple place. Um, the other thing that we do see is even, I suppose, if you don't have a really complex award, it's large, large staff counts because the more staff you have, the more problems you're going to have in, in payroll. Um, and usually one of the things that um, Joel and I always like to say is start the way you want to finish. So if, if you're going to, you know, if you're starting your business and, you know, um, you're thinking, okay, I, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do and I, hopefully I'm going to grow it and whatever else. Don't start off with, oh, yeah, she'll be right. Let's just do it in an Excel because what will happen is it'll, it'll, it'll slowly snowball and this little problem that you start off with that you don't foresee as a problem gets larger and larger because you keep just using that old method. Um, but whereas a platform, say, like ours or there are many others out there, um, you know, usually you'll have like a one employee or two employee in our case, free account. So take full advantage of that because obviously a business starting up, every dollar counts. So take advantage of a total free account like that. You've got the full scope of use of say our product and you can start the way you want to finish. So the system will then scale as your business does. So um, as I said, we do see just like businesses that 
want to improve the process or that it is very difficult and it's becoming like too hard to manage um, are the ones that, yeah, we usually see as our clients. Awesome. Awesome. So with the whole process of MicroKeeper, onboarding is normally something that's quite tricky. So if you were like for a, a business that's already got a payroll system or, or not, or an Excel spreadsheet, yep. as you said, um, how, what's the difference with MicroKeeper for the onboarding process? Is it, is it still quite tricky or is it a little bit easier? Yeah, well, what we do is being that we are um, cloud-based and I suppose, you know, the whole um, can access anytime, anywhere is, is overused. But the beauty of it is what we do is we put the responsibility back onto the person who has the information. So if we can, um, if we can make the process easier, let's do that. So let's say, for example, you've got that wad of paper that you usually give to a staff member, new staff member, and you say, here, can you please fill this out? Or they come in on their first day and you say, fill it out here. There's always things that it's, oh, I don't know that it's at home or I've got, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure of how to do this or, or whatever that might be. It might be on their computer or whatever else. Um, and even when they do it, it could be potentially incomplete or, um, you know, handwriting, just looking at an, a five and is that an eight or is it a five or is it a six? So if we can eliminate a lot of those problems, you're going to have a much happier environment for the staff member, the payroll officer and, and the business as a whole. So what we do is we do what we call our online onboarding. So the way that works is a staff member that comes or who is employed by a business is entered into the MicroKeeper platform one of three ways. So either manually entered by the payroll office, um, API pushed from the um, recruiting software or a bulk upload via like a CSV type format. What then happens is they receive what we call a welcome letter, which gives them their user credentials. So a username and password and an overview of what they're going to see in the platform. When they log into the platform for the first time, and whether that's via just a, a browser or they've downloaded the, the app on their smartphone, the first thing that they will see is a box that says complete your profile. So when they click the, uh, the complete profile button, um, it'll open up. And what they'll see is like an online tax file declaration, address, date of birth, gender, um, you know, everything, super fund, member number, um, all of the things wow. that you would need. But yeah, banking details, all of those things that you would usually um, be, be writing down manually, but you've got it right there. And because you're on a smart device, it's like, okay, I'm not quite sure of my bank details. I don't remember it off my head. No problem. I'll just go over onto my X banking and I'll, I'll get the detail copy and paste I'm not keying it in manually so being able to do all of this and the ability to be able to go auto it auto saves so that okay I've got that much done now I might actually follow up with my accountant re my super or my tax file number or whatever you can leave it and then you could write a quick email hey these are the other things that I need because it's in front of me here talk to that person that person sends you a response and you fill it out and as you're filling it out the business is getting updated. So, you know, you might have 70% of that stuff right at your, your hand and the remaining 30, well, we're going to get over the next week or so, but you've got that ability to be able to do it online. I suppose the extension of that in MicroKeeper is what we call our skills and files section, which is the ability for a business then to also give you and retrieve information. So you might give the employee, for example, their employment contract online. You might give them an induction to a site, a code of conduct, 
you know, anything like that that you need the employee to read over, sight and sign. And the opposite side is retrieving information. So, you know, you're coming into our business, we're a, a childcare facility, we need you to have a valid working with children check. They can upload that document into the platform under the working with children check section, or alternatively, it could be an RSA, it could be, you know, any of these documents, and whether they've got expiries in them or not, the ability for the onboarding system to be able to document the expiry date um, and send notifications out and reactivate what we call that skill. So in essence, as time progresses and that skill expires, we can reopen the platform, prompting the staff member, you know, hey, you need to re-update your working with children check, and they simply get that updated form, they log into their MicroKeeper account, take a happy snap on their phone, upload it into the system, and it's as simple as that. So the ability to be able to do all of this um, with uh, an online platform definitely makes it a lot easier for not only the business to keep track and get relevant information and accurate information, but it also gives the staff member the environment to do it at their leisure where they're comfortable with um, all of the information at their disposal as well without feeling that additional pressure of I've got to fill this all out and I've got to get it right because I'm sitting in front of my boss sort of thing or my manager employer. So yeah, overall, um, the online onboarding process we usually find, um, you know, liked by both parties. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. God, things have really evolved. Like I remember being a, a payroll officer years ago and you're right, you had manual forms and it was down to the person's handwriting and it was, it was painful. It was really, really painful. And all that data entry of putting all those details in and, and the pressure of getting all the digits right or the spelling correct. And it's really taken all away. Like it's, it's, yeah, it sounds fantastic. That's great. Um, so another aspect of MicroKeeper that I'm aware of is the roster component. So obviously, you know, having a, a team of, of even just a few people and having that ability to roster them so that they can actually know when they're working. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but MicroKeeper shares that roster to the staff members. Um, so what do you see as the key aspect of the roster component and, and why do we need that in our business? Yeah, look, it's it's a really good question, and we do have it as well from from businesses who traditionally haven't rostered. Um, you know, one thing in my personal opinion, why I really like the rostering idea is that with a roster, we're all on the same page. We know what is expected of us as a baseline minimum. Now. What we also can do is because our MicroKeeper um, is a platform that we can use our rostering and we can display it to the staff member, we can also collect timesheet information, it's now a point of validation. So when we're looking at a timesheet, instead of just looking at a timesheet and saying, oh yeah, that was 8.30 to 4pm, then what's our next question? Is that right? Did the staff member do what we want? You know, have they done outside of the scope? Like, you know, then you've got to go and find out more information. So what we like to do is we display our timesheet and roster in an overlay. So you can see it in a graphic that if a staff member is working exactly what uh, you've rostered, the graphic is simply all grey. So you know that they've, they've hit the nail on the head. As soon as we start to see colour variation, so it might be red or green at the end of end or start of the shift, we know that there's been a discrepancy. So doing it via colour and, and a graphical representation means that we can do a few things. One, we can scan it exceptionally quick. So if we're looking at 100 staff members, well, simply we're just scanning our eye down. 
But the other thing as well is being that we are a obviously a platform that includes all of this, this sort of thing, we can then do our own validation. So we can say, okay, as a business, we'd like to turn on what we'd call or microkeeper call auto approval. So what does auto approval mean? Well, what it means is we're doing what a manager would do usually, which is looking at a roster, looking at a timesheet and saying, hey, do they match? And if so, let's approve it. So what we can then do is we can then say, okay, well, let's say we know the roster and we know the timesheet. We usually see on average that 70 to 80% of timesheets are correct. It's that 20% mark that, you know, sometimes have variation for various reasons. So if we can instantly cut out 70 to 80% of timesheet data that a manager doesn't have to worry about, well, we've just saved them 70 to 80% of their time in reviewing shifts. And that's a key point of why having rostering is great. So whether you are rostering for casuals, or if it is just a nine to five business, you could set up things like a static roster because usually a question to us is, well, I don't want to do it over and over because our staff just do the same hours every week. Well, it's no problem. In our suite, set up a static roster and it just rolls out until such time as you know you change it. But having a roster in place as well is a great thing when it comes to other facets of payroll like leave. So when you're asking for, I want this time off from Monday to Monday over a, over a pay cycle, as an example, and let's say you're a staff member that works part-time, you work Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday, you work four hours, Wednesday, you work six hours, and Thursday, you work three hours, as an example. Well, if we've got a roster in, or even a static roster for that matter, we now know how many hours per day that you need to be paid out for based on your contract. So instead of it just defaulting and saying 7.6 hours a day or whatever it might be, we know the exact day. So when you select a total time period, we can also look at overlay of a public holiday. Are any of those days that you're taking off a public holiday? How many hours do we need to pay for? Uh, and fully automate that process. So when we do a projection and say, you know, I'd like to have, time off in December for Christmas, we can look at, okay, these are the hours that they work on these days. This time of the year, when we're looking at, you know, from let's say a 20th to the first, we know here are the public holidays within that sequence. Here are the days the employee works. We know that paid hours needs to be 22.1 hours paid, and we can then validate that against a bank. And all of this comes from a roster, because if we know what they're supposed to be doing, we can make a lot more um, valid uh, assumptions on what's going to happen or, or what, what we're actually trying to validate with. Yeah. And MicroKeeper also keeps track of the leave that's owing as well. So you can kind of cross-reference and use those two elements against each other in the system. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So we, we have like the, the bank, what their leave bank. So what, what they've actually uh, got there available. And then we also do projected. So if you are saying, you know, we, we, we used to hear it as a common question. It was, you know, a staff member would say, I want to have leave in, in December. And the next question is they go to the payroll office and say, Hey, Carrie, um, what, uh, how much leave am I going to have by then? Cause I know I've got 20 hours now, but I want to go um, overseas and, and I want to take three, weeks off am i going to have the appropriate amount of leave to to do that so with our platform as soon as they go into the leave section and start uh, changing the um the date ranges the system starts doing its calculation and at the very bottom it says predicted it says current balance and um and total predicted balance so you can say oh okay 
I know that I've got currently 20 hours in my bank. They predict, the system predicts based on how I usually work in my contract, there's gonna be an additional 10 hours. So I'm gonna have a predicted total of 30 hours in my bank. So there's no point going, oh, can I have 50 hours? Cause I know I'm never gonna get there. Or at the same time, if I was trying to aim for like a 28 hour um, break, off sort of scenario, I know I've got the hours there to go. So I, I can progress through and I'm not, you know, encroaching on other people within the business to ask questions that a system should automatically be calculating for you. Great. So it really works to the employee advantage as well as the business. It's a, it's a two-way street because they've got access to their information, but it saves yep. so much time on the business front because, like you said, they're not coming to ask those little questions all the time because they can see themselves, you know, where they're up to and, and what's been happening. And I guess likewise, like microkeeper shares the roster to the employee so for those that's that have shifts that might change for the casual employees you know from one week to the next that can all be published in advance and yep. also then they can actually see the hours that they physically worked as well is that right yeah yeah you're absolutely right so in what we call the employee console um, an employee has the ability to see their roster we also have a couple of variations on that so some businesses really like the idea of the staff member to be able to see just their own stuff, which is fine. Other businesses say, I'd like the staff member to be able to see the team that they're working with. So we can also do that. So we can do an additional display of who else you're working with. Mm. Um, as well as some businesses like a confirmation. So, hey, here are your shifts. Please confirm that you can do that. And it can all be done through the app via the little accept to decline button next to, next to each shift. Again, a function that can be turned on or off. So if it's in the business, if it's just no, if we send you a roster and it's outside of um, your availability and you don't have leave within that time period and it's within your contract, we expect that you'll turn up for work. Other businesses like that additional checkpoint. So it's okay, here are 10 shifts that we've assigned to you. Please accept each of these shifts because we want to make 100% sure that you are going to be there at that particular time uh, and that particular date, knowing each of the things uh, that you need to do. So a roster is quite important, not only for just time, but also for potentially for location. So, you know, what are you, what are you, where are you actually working? Mm -hmm. We can look at things like what role are you playing? Are you the supervisor today? Are you the level one attendant, the level two? And then we can also look at a job. So it could be like, hey, you are the supervisor uh, at location, as an example, MCG. And um, the job that you're doing is um, Bay 6 to 12 um, as the overseer. So, you know, a roster can convey all of this additional information, not just the typical, hey, you start at nine, finish at five scenario. Yeah, quite extensive, isn't it? That's, that's amazing. Um, mm. Another thing I wanted to touch on really quickly, and, and it's a massive topic, but single touch payroll was um, launched as a mandatory requirement for businesses in July last year. And you yep. guys must have um, had quite a bit, you know, to evolve in that space, but it is included in, in your microkeeper setup. Yeah. It's, it's part of the, the package. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. So we were actually uh, the first uh, Australian business to fully integrate to STP. And now again, the first to integrate to STP too. Um, now STP is simply, uh, if everyone thinks of the old, payroll summary or group certificate, it's that on a pay cycle basis. So we're reporting to the ATO through STP um, 
what what we are what we are paying to the staff members each cycle. Now, um, what what are the good things about that? Well, obviously, it's all linked to the MyGov section. So as soon as the the information is 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 lodged, the staff member has access access to it through their portal, as well as potentially their agent, their VAS agent or tax agent or whatever that is, has access to that information. From a from a point of view of a business, um, there's been a lot that people have had to change to. So in the past, every single um, document potentially that the government would require always had a paper alternative. So if you like for group certificates, if you didn't have like the old eDupe file upload, no problem. You just print it all off, fill it all out and mail it in. STP is the first of its kind where there is no manual alternative. So you have to submit it via uh, the ATO's API and that is the only option. Now, we definitely saw a lot of what happened in a lot of businesses really, you know, I suppose being, I think, a little scared to begin with. And, you know, it was, it was a big, big change uh, in what they were doing. And from point of view of what, what are the pros out of STP, um, other than a lot of, a lot of just streamline ability, well, one, of the, one of the big pros with it is that now um, as, a, as a business, when it comes to changing a payroll suite through the year, because you've been lodging it, every single pay cycle, your, your data to the government. There's no, oh, you might have to have two sets of group certificates, one for one sister, one for another. And with all of that pre-accumulated information, because they've already got it. So when you finish with one system, start with the next, it just seamlessly takes over. And I suppose the other really big benefit for a business is now knowing that the payroll sector almost has a regulator. Because in the past, there was nothing to stop somebody going out building a payroll system and saying here Kerry you use it and um, you know we're telling you it's right well now with the government everyone who is uh, STP compliant has to be ISO 27001 certified so that's all around security of your data where your data is stored backups audits checks of server farms all of it you name it and that they do it it's it's primarily around security and knowing that if you didn't comply with the security you weren't granted um, access to the stp portal so from a business point of view too it you can now not only just say to a, a payroll provider when you're looking for one hey oh do you comply with this or do you comply with that and, and they can just say to you yes and with with sort of no no i suppose consequence you can now jump on the ato website and just um, search stp approved softwares and you will see a list on the government website of all of the softwares that are approved so you've got peace of mind going forward that you know the software that i'm using is fully validated is fully secure and has passed um, the government's stringent testing. Yeah, that, that makes sense, absolutely. And I agree with you. And I think if, if anything, like I, I personally like STP, I think it's something that businesses probably needed, but employees needed as well, because like you say, yep. everything's getting linked these days. So you're my gov and I remember going to the accountant and, you know, oh, have you got all your group certificates and you, you know, before you went to the accountant, you had to go through like that horrible paper, paper tray that you had somewhere in your house and, you know, gather everything together. But now being everything's electronic and, and ability, they can grab it for you. They can actually, you know, log in to, to 
to the back end of, of their system and, and grab your STPs and, and all your group certificates and, and draw it all down for you. So it's taken a lot of headaches away, I think, and having um, options like MicroKeeper and, and many others that, you know, help in that process and, and take those pain points away for businesses has been fantastic, really. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree. And I think, you know, everything that's a change is always difficult to begin with because we don't know, you know, what, we're, what we've got ourselves in for. But overall, I think once um, it's adopted and it just becomes the new normal, it, it's just a, it's a much more streamlined process. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you do see at the start that, you know, it is a, it's definitely a change and something to learn new. But then once uh, once you've got your head around it, I think overall it's a, it's a more pleasant experience as in it's just so much easier. You don't have to, you know, chase up and, and, and so forth like like with um, with group certs. And especially with group certs, you know, it was always that time of the year at the very end where you're trying to make everything balanced. Have we got all the right data? And because mm. you're doing sort of micro amounts, if you like, because it's once a pay cycle, those problems don't get to escalate. So when you've got something that doesn't quite work, well, you've found it. And where do I look in this pay cycle? Because it's going to be somewhere there. So, yeah, overall, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And so, John, tell me, what does MicroKeeper not do? Like, we've, <laughs> it, it, it seems like the, the looming question, like, it sounds like it just, like, does so much. Yeah, well, it does. It definitely does. And I suppose, you know, we can't take the credit for that uh, here at MicroKeeper because the way our product does continue to evolve and does continue to sort of, if you like, do everything that's needed is through our clients. So one of our big things is we can't fix a problem if we don't know it exists. So we say to all of our clients, no matter what size, what industry or whatever it is, once you've been using the platform for a few months and you've got into your groove, please tell us if there is any little issues or any little problems um, or things that arise that you are doing manually because that's how we can fix it. And usually if, if you've got that problem, somebody else in your industry has probably got the same problem. And, and what the majority of people sort of, I suppose, are used to and usually think is it's like, oh, they're not going to listen anyway. And this is just the way we've got to do it, um, which is totally not the case with us. We're, we're totally the opposite. And it's, you know, please tell us because that's what we're always trying to do is always evolve the platform and bring um, new things to, to businesses in the way of streamlining. And, you know, a perfect example of that was actually our, our skills uh, matrix. That was a request of a client. We had a client um, that, was really had some issues around compliance and it wasn't so much um, that they they didn't have the documentation it was they had it but it was accessing the documentation so what was happening was they would have an audit like a safety audit let's say on site and um, they would say okay we need to see all of our staff members on sites our X license as an example, or this induction or whatever it is. Now, when you've got three people on site, it's pretty easy. You can go over and you can say, hey guys, do you have this information? Someone might have it in their car, someone might have it in the lunchroom, someone might put it in their lunchbox. No problem, we can get that and that, that's pretty easy. But you start to multiply that up and if you've got 800 people on site on one of a, a big complex, you know, in one of the, the main cities doing a high rise, well, that becomes a very big deal. So when you've got compliance around, I need to see this licensing and, you know, staff need to have this licensing, 
to be on site and to be insured, well, we want to be able to get that and get it very fast when we're asked about it. So they came to us and they said, hey, guys, this is a problem that we're having. Um, you know, when we shut down a site, we have to shut it down in sectors and it could really ruin an entire day. And especially, if you know, it's in the construction sector, which this one was. Um, and, you know, there's concrete going off. Well, concrete doesn't stop going off just because you've got to find a license. But at the same time, we need to find it because, you know, we need to make sure that that person has actually done all the appropriate training to be standing where they are um, in a safe manner. So that's how the, the, um, the skills matrix actually came about. So we developed this, what we now call the skills matrix, where all of this data could be uploaded. So if you do have that audit and there is somebody on site requesting this information, it's as easy as logging into the MicroKeeper platform, going to the skills management section, choosing the, the skill that you're wanting. So in this, let's say this case, it's a construction induction. You choose that particular um, skill and it just goes, here are all of the skills. There they all are, all of the people, all the appropriate uploads, all been approved by management. So they've been checked so that then you've gone, here they all are. I can email them to you. You can look at them right here on my iPad and you're not disrupting the entire site. But that was something that potentially we would have never thought of, um, you know, at all. And it was only that they brought it up to us. And, and now we see, you know, so many businesses use it, you know, and they use it for a variety of different things it's not only um doing things like you know that that induction but you know it's they're using it for employee contracts they're using it for um you know all of these different facets of things that you know one little tip off has actually helped improve you know a whole scope of other problems just by one feature so um yeah definitely something that um we, I suppose we, we never say we can do everything because if we did, we wouldn't have to do anything. But um, at the same time too, um, the whole, I suppose, um, ethos is that evolution and knowing the problem and being able to, um, you know, facilitate a, a solution for everyone. Fantastic. That sounds awesome. So MicroKeeper has really evolved from a payroll system into a full HR suite. It's... Yeah. Got a lot. It, it, yeah. it, it does. Like we sort of say our, our, our pillars, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go into and say full HR, we'd say core HR. So mm. you've got your core HR, which which would include like your onboarding, your leave, your skills and files and all of that sort of thing. You know, you've got your um, rostering, which we touched on with, um, because we're a payroll system, you know, we can do, um, you know, a, a full management of how much is that going to cost for budgeting and forecasting, um, time and attendance with roster overlay, obviously payroll with uh, custom award interpretation, um, STP, super clearing, um, you know, so, so sort of total end to end of what we call employee management is sort of yeah, our focus um, in, at MicroKeeper. So John, does MicroKeeper have any technology developments that have happened during COVID or as a result of COVID? Our newest technology, which is facial recognition, which was only released probably um, oh, four months ago, people like to see that. Um, and then obviously at the start of this COVID, probably about a month ago, we released a new module to it, which was temperature screening. So in essence, what it does is you've got the, the facial recognition unit, the temperature screen unit on the top, um, you present yourself in front of it. It in essence says, um, you know, uh, it does a, a quick uh, facial scan, scans your temp, and then if you are below the threshold, it'll clock you on. Uh, if you are above the threshold, it'll display a message that is custom by the business. So the business might say, as an example, um, hi, John, uh, we have detected that you have an elevated temperature for return to your vehicle. Do not uh, interact with any other staff member and seek medical advice. If social isolation or if isolation needs to happen, please start immediately. 
Um, and you can do something like that. And, and what we've seen is like, in my personal opinion, I sort of think that it's a, you know, it's, it's a good thing, but I think at the same time, it's a massive overkill because people are, were screaming to us for something and we built it, but it's like, this is, you know, until like a vaccine is imminent, that's, that's a hundred percent until that vaccine is, is in the, in the masses and we've all got it, it will be like the flu. No one will care about what COVID-19 is and talk to someone, you know, in three years time and they won't even remember, you know, if they were a young person, what this even event happened or was. So I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a good thing at the moment and potentially for the next 18 months that we might use this technology. But I think overall, it just needs to be something that I think, if anything, it's taught everyone maybe a, a bit of um, self sort of respect for each other in that if you are sick, let's not pass that around. And, yeah. you know, I suppose the old Aussie way of she'll be right, mate, you know, I, I, I can hack it. It's kind of a situation of no, 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 don't hack it. But yeah, she'll be right. You can stay at home and work if you don't feel sick, but don't come into your office space, infect everybody else. Even if it's something meek and mild, just be considerate of everybody. I think that might be a take out of this potentially I don't know so John um, I like to ask people that come on to the show to give me a key takeaway a take home and something positive that they've experienced from COVID-19 do you have yep. something that you'd like to share from from your COVID time yeah look um, I think what's what's been uh, something that has been a positive that, that we've seen not only in um, in businesses that that we uh, interact with on a sort of a daily basis, but even um, even in our own business here at Microkeeper is um, how productive people have been and how uh, different businesses have adapted to this situation. So, you know, it's, it's just been that, that fantastic fighting spirit of, you know, let's turn, let's pivot, let's, let's make um, the best of what we have at the moment. Um, and whether that's adapting to working from home and sort of being in, in somewhat of an isolation um, and in conducting meetings on Zoom, on Teams, on, on any of these platforms, or, hey, you know, we're a cafe and we had to be shut down, so let's go into an online uh, method and let's do online ordering, let's do takeaway, you know, even let, let's, let's deliver things to people. So I think that, that ingenuity of businesses to actually adapt and pivot, and, and realistically, it's pivot very, very quickly. You know, this is this has all happened so, so fast and it, and it has really been, you know, obviously unprecedented. We haven't done it before. No one's experiencing it. We're, we're, we're literally winging it and, you know, we're doing such a good job as 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 Aussies and and I think we can see that we're we're really in a great position and I I suppose almost the envy of of the world because the containment I suppose has been one thing but the containment has only been um or only had the ability to be so good because everyone's been on board and has adapted and not just you know throwing their hands up in the air and going no I'm going to keep going the way I am I don't care they've actually just jumped on board 100% and said no look we can we'll, we'll figure this out we can solve this together and um and really made it happen and you know working from home being productive staying connected when you're disconnected you know i see that as being such a massive positive that we can take out of this and into the future that you know it doesn't matter where you are um and what you're doing you're always connected you can be connected um and 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 it's and it's something that's it's now i suppose it's a new normal you you know you can be connected without being connected you know in, in effect 
Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And, and I have to say that, yes, it's definitely something to be proud of with Australia and the, and the way that we've all coped. And, and like you said, businesses have pivoted and that's been amazing to see as well. So, And you're right, it all happened so quickly. Like it was just mm. insane, the, the speed. You know, I think so many businesses changed in, in a matter of, you know, a week or two. Like it was just yep. incredible to, to see and, and I think definitely a, a positive um, for the business community. Um, so, John, where can we find MicroKeeper? Give us a bit of guidance. Yeah, for sure. So obviously we can uh, just jump onto the website, microkeeper.com.au um, and you can take a look around at the platform. But um, at the same time too, if you prefer to talk to someone, we always like having a chat. You can definitely get us uh, on our on our office line, 1800 940 838. And you can definitely talk to one of our team. Um, they're more than happy to have a chat. Um, no question is a stupid question. Um, and it's they're always there to help and, and sort of gives guidance where they can and, and point you in the right direction when it has to do with our platform of, of what they've seen in the past with other businesses in your sector. So yeah, definitely can jump on board that way. Or alternatively, we also do have uh, our contact form. If you prefer the email and it's after hours, things like that, you can definitely um, get through to us there. Um, and um, we can definitely look at scheduling a demonstration, um, whether it be via Zoom like this um, or, or whoever, to, to bring you up to speed on, on all the elements uh, of the platform. And, and sort of, even if it's just a, a gauge on, hey, what's, out, what's actually out there? I'd be interested, you know, to see what's available. Um, I might not be interested in using the entire platform, which, you know, we've got many people that just use components of it. Um, so, yeah, just to get to know what's available, what's out there, where's a bit of a benchmark or, or, or what, can I, what can I have out of this? Um, yeah, more than happy to always have a chat and, um, and engage where we can. Awesome. Thanks, John. I really appreciate your time. I've learned a few new things about MicroKeeper <laughs> that I wasn't aware of um, and self-confessed that I have used MicroKeeper in the past and it was an amazing platform. Um, I started with MicroKeeper when they were quite new. So um, that was a, a little bit of a learning curve on, on both sides. And um, yeah, thanks, John. Appreciate your time. No worries at all. Thanks, Kerry. And thanks for having us uh, on, on today. If you would like to know more about BizNation, we can be found at biznation.com.au. And if you're not already a member of our community on Facebook, you can find us at Micro and Small Business Support Group. If you're enjoying the BizNation podcast, I would be so grateful if you left a review as I'd love to mention you and your business in a future episode. Thanks for tuning in to the BizNation podcast, your home for small business help. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, Micro and Small Business Support Group. You can find the link on our website, biznation.com.au. Tune into future episodes for more discussions, interviews and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.